Hello and welcome back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This is the second game against Winnipeg and we didn't have enough notes really after the first period so this is actually after the second period. I think, you know what, Rob, this will probably be our most listened to game, because I don't know who stayed up to watch this. <laughs> I'm, uh, it's only us yeah. poor fuckers that watch this yeah. game. <laughs> God, they got to cool it these, uh, these late nights, obviously. It's not NHL so late after night. dark. Yeah, it's not so late night in Winnipeg, but, you know, I, I see we have a, we got 11 p.m. against the Canucks coming up, too. They're out of their mind for Is that on a weekday or a weekend? I think it's a Wednesday night. Oh, God. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, like we said, first period, a little, uh, little boring, but not so boring game. Like uh, our play is much, much improved. Like I, I notice our, um, you know, we had a few notes here. Our, uh, breakout looks fantastic tonight. Uh, even through the first period, it's the first thing I noticed was we were breaking out of our zone a lot quicker. Um, a we're lot of energy aggressive. in the guys. Yeah. A lot more aggressiveness. Um, you know, but Again, the first period, 0-0 game. Both teams couldn't really get a lot of pucks on net, so we kind of just decided to watch the second and then reconvene here in the uh, after the second. Yeah, so after the second, we've got a 1-1 game. We had a power play goal from Ehlers, and uh, then Suzuki would answer, getting an assist from Armia. Um, you know, it wasn't exactly a uh, you know beautiful setup. It was just a bit of yeah. a... Bit of a clunky goal, but we'll we'll take it, right? Because just warning you guys now, because I'm already feeling it. Okay, like if I start slurring my words, <laughs> or if something just comes out of my mouth that just makes absolutely no sense, it's because I'm literally falling asleep in the chair. Yeah, it's a very late one. And... I feel the slurs coming on. I feel <laughs> like just thing, just like things not connecting in my brain. But um, yeah, ugly goal from Suzuki. Ugly but goal, but matter. also, but still. Also a good enough heads up play that he saw the opportunity because yeah, it took a yeah. second. Like we said, we don't care what they look like. Exactly. But I mean along the lines it wasn't like a Gallagher goal where it's just shoot from wherever. He didn't turn around and fired on net. He had the puck, he, he had his head up, he kinda noticed the angle and he, he it was a smart shot. It was more, let's say, like Sidney Crosby mentality than it was Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. It was also it was a big goal because one, Suzuki's been on uh, you know, a bit of a drought lately mm-hmm. and, and two you really don't want to be going into the third with Hellebuck being this hot because, you know, he'll lock it down in the third well, that's, period. Well, that's exactly it. You also, like, you know, you can't rely on your goalie if you're any team to just, you know, lock it down every single yeah. night. That's what we were saying between the first and second just to each other. Just, you know, we got to, you know, all the intensity is good, but we just got to score some goals, just get it going. Um, Alan's playing great, Alan's though. playing great, though, and the Tatar-Deno-Gallagher line is back in full yeah, swing. Yeah, I noticed them. I actually saw today time. that they're still number one in the league in expected goals, yeah. so it's good to see that line back together. Um, you know, we'll see when Anderson comes back, but you and I were talking about how, I mean, I like Toffoli playing with Druin and Suzuki, but I'd love to see Anderson with Kotkaniemi. Yeah, I, mean, I think they would feed they well would, off each yeah, other. Cause yeah, because they're both very, like, kind of, like... You know, like rumbling stones a little yeah. bit. And I would, you know, maybe throw Army on the left side. Yeah, there. or even Anderson. He plays the left yeah. very well. He has that kind of like, yeah, you know, he cuts in like that. Yeah, I just, I, wait, Anderson's left-handed, right? He shoots right. He shoots right, sorry, yeah. Yeah, so maybe that would actually be decent for him because he could lean his body. Uh, That's it, and I met, it's already been a couple goals now where he's kind of yeah, leaning on his backhand yeah. and switches yeah, at the so last second. I would second. try that. I, him, him Army, and Kotkaniemi would complement each yeah, other Yeah, and then you have that fourth well. line of... Evans, uh, Byron, and uh, Lekkonen. Yeah, or Lekkonen, Byron, Perry. Yeah, Yeah. you can give someone a rest. But overall, just it'll be good to see we have options. I mean, I hope his injury isn't too severe either, Anderson. It doesn't look like it is. Um, The biggest thing, and this is going back to a podcast that I mentioned 
uh, I think it was uh, two games ago, but it could just be one. Um, Romanov looks confident again. He's shooting a lights, hit the crossbar twice, but he's he's taking more risks again, and he's playing better because of it. So yeah, he's playing better. I I know I still notice a lot of like a lot of mistakes tonight. Like he's he's lost he's the getting puck caught. quite a few times. Yes, yeah, he's but getting I, caught, I but at least he's that. taking the shots. Like I'd rather him take the shots and make these you know terrible defensive errors. Then make these terrible defensive errors and not shoot. Well, that's exactly so, it. I, I I would much rather him yeah. basically think, learn by trial and error yeah. rather than just sit back and watch the whole game go by. Yeah, I think we had set his you know maybe not his ceiling, but I, I think his rate of progress a little ambitiously. I mm-hmm. think that rate of progress would put him up with like you know the elite of the elite defensemen, like mm-hmm. you know like how Dalene learned so quickly, how Hedman, Kale McCarr, and I you know I I don't. You know that 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 rate of progress is rare, obviously, and I don't think we're seeing that with Romanov, which is fine. He's going to be a fantastic defenseman. I just think that you know he had such a hot start mm-hmm. that we had maybe thought that that's what it was. Yeah. So but then again, when it when it like... plateaued and then went down a little bit, I think everyone was a bit discouraged. But I think this is just you know par for the course. Well, with, these are uh, these are like growing pains. That's all. Yeah. It is. No, exactly. It's par I'm for the course he's... with a good defenseman. And but I'm glad he's it, getting it on the third pair. Yeah, it's par course for the def- for a good defenseman, but like. Um, you know, guys like Kale McCarr, guys like, you know, these elite defensemen, like those learning curves, you know, occur much quicker. And I think we kind of had him up to that standard. Right. And then like people need to be reminded, a guy like Kale McCarr was a fourth overall pick. A guy like Quinn Hughes was a sixth overall pick. Romanov was a off the board second round pick by Mark Bergevin. He's, he's essentially a gem. So anything above par or, you know, below par is... But like it's a it's a gift yeah. basically because like he's not supposed to be this guy and yeah. he is I mean like again there's the Russian factor that drops down his value but overall like this guy wasn't supposed to be where he was in the draft he isn't supposed to be where he is in the NHL right now and I I would much rather see him on the third line for maybe like this year and like I'm I'm no I've said by the end of the year I think he'll be in the top four but if he's not like I won't be upset. Yeah, I'm completely okay with him basically just absorbing that last pair role for over a year. Yeah, this is a weird year to come into the NHL. We're not desperately with. needing him to move no, up. Exactly. I just like I, I my point was like when we were you know beginning the season like you and I both had him like oh you know maybe the first ten games he's moving up maybe mm-hmm. by quarter way through the season yeah. I see him playing with Petrie it's like that's just not gonna happen at this no, point. No, it's, it's, I don't think it should happen. Yeah, I don't Unless think for, yeah don't force off. it don't force it and like. Um, you know, let him grow because you know what happens when you got when you put guys into roles they're not ready for, um, and just have realistic expectations. That's it. Yeah, that's know? basically it. So, um, because there's a little bit less to talk about, we might as well do the food right now. Yep. So, um, uh, yeah, we went for Buffalo Bills tonight. This is a uh, local favorite of ours. This yeah, is... this is actually when we first uh, moved out. I think we had Buffalo Bills something like four nights oh, in a yeah, row yeah. before we had like food this in the was, fridge. Yeah. <laughs> this was like when Uber Eats and all that was just starting up. So yeah. like they didn't have many restaurants on there. Um, but no, Buffalo Bills has been near and dear for a while. They, you know, if you guys aren't aware of them, they're uh, primarily a chicken wing place, but they got subs, they got poutines, they got everything there. But um, what did you go for tonight? Uh, I actually, tonight of all nights, I, I switched it up again. So um, for the past few times we've ordered, I've been getting boneless chicken wings, which are essentially just chicken nuggets. <laughs> but like, I had to be an adult and order chicken wings to be a real man. Um, so I got chicken wings with uh, their actual buffalo sauce. 
um basically what it comes in is just like this styrofoam thing and they just kind of give you like a bunch of fries with the wings on top and they just kind of slather it so it's like you get your sauce on there like on the fries as well my mouth's watering <laughs> <laughs> just ate it <laughs> I know. but um uh you know i i can't say anything bad about it. they didn't actually have buffalo sauce for the longest time which is kind of funny because the yeah, name is buffalo wild wings yeah. or buffalo bill wild wings um uh, what did you have yeah i got the so normally like jesse i go for the wings but you know i was browsing through the app the other day and i noticed they had like a submarine section and i you know we've been ordering from this place for years and i didn't realize they had sandwiches so i went for a steak and uh basically like a philly cheese steak but um without the onions and um you know got the fries with the uh the mild the mild honey barbecue sauce and uh no really good no so normally i go for just the bone-in chicken wings mm -hmm. those are just the staple those are like the you know i'm giving it eight out of ten that's not what i'm rating tonight but mm -hmm. the submarine i'm gonna give it a seven and a half on ten just because my expectations for them are just so high with those chicken wings that it just, uh, you know, it couldn't come close to those yeah, wings. Yeah, that, that's it. I'm going to give it an eight and a half for me. Um, I think I was going to give it nine, but I just sometimes find that, like, I don't get either... Uh, Their fries are pretty that's, weak. That's though. what I was going to say. I, I don't get a good f either fry, like, in terms of, like, some of them are a little, not, not like, raw, but kind of, like, undercooked sometimes. <laughs> and, like... I know, Sometimes it is like, and this is on me, but do you remember one of the first times? This is this is one thing where I do give them points, though. They have a very wide variety of sauces. Yeah. So like do. you, if you're someone who hates spice, like you, there's something for you. And if you're if you're like someone who's in love with spice, like this is yeah. The, like you can you can go for like either no spice or like you're singeing your ass. Well, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna say one of the first times we ordered. If you remember this. I like, I myself, like, I like spicy food, but I kind of got ahead of myself and ordered their spiciest wings. It's like 911 or something. Yeah, I, there's, I think there's even one above alarm, that, but it might have been. Four, so, no, I think some, it's like five alarm or something. Something yeah. like that. And, like, I remember Rob sitting there, and, like, we, we typically get about, like, 15 wings each, right? And he was cleared all 15 wings, and I was on my first because, basically, it was, like, take one bite of this thing sit there sweating yeah. with my stomach to the point where i got a strainer out i put the wings in and I, I washed <laughs> them off in the sink dried them back off and put my own sauce on so yeah you know you have to be you know you have to be careful and you have to kind of like it humbles you too but are you a, a flats guy or a wing or a drumstick guy? drumstick okay good so, yeah. so a man of culture basically yeah. but sometimes they give you uh the toes of the chicken well that <laughs> that's what i was like getting all, to yeah. actually that's where i took off points we're not because... uh, we're not doing this place any favors here but like no but it's it's like i love it that's it's, the thing it's, it's i like, love they it they can so it's do a... that to me and i'll still come back well, that's the thing it's it's not so much of like an i'm, I'm mad thing it's like i'm disappointed because like i wanted more i i i set this the bar so high for these uh for this restaurant that you know every once in a while uh, i notice it's certain locations too but like, yeah anyway. well that's it we're yeah. not gonna start but that that was literally what i was saying is where i was taking most of my points off is that like i myself am someone who like i love drumsticks and i like you know certain sauces and like the way they do their fries sometimes i really enjoy and just you know when i don't get that it's more just the consistency of it that i was basically yeah. taking points off but in terms of the actual so you say food eight and a half eight and a half all right i'm giving it an eight uh seven and a half sorry for the submarine so an average of eight average of eight um and then uh, yeah next saturday i'm calling it it's either going to be deville diner bar who's graciously uh 
going to give us a shout out as well and possibly mm-hmm. give us a gift card or it's going to be chalet barbecue okay which is way, a uh, very very strong contender for the for best french fries in the year. world yeah. yeah chalet barbecue is possibly the best french fries in the world but i'm going to save that for next week so yeah, yeah we're going to go catch the third period and we'll uh, talk to you guys after the game short and sweet it's one in the morning <laughs> short and sweet i can't believe it i just can't Dano, believe it. armia okay petri i on honestly I, what are we doing i i was hoping that was a claude julien thing <laughs> clearly it's not okay like clearly it's not for some reason they just you know i understand the first face off and over time like we want Dano, you know i don't care guy, i don't but, care but then just get him off the ice but come on Dano, Armia, Petri. Yeah, but like, also, the other things, I don't like that I'm argument like, of like put out your best face off. No, no, but guy, for the like, face off, I'm saying. No, no, I, I, no, I know. I'm not saying it's like it's a must, but I'm just saying like at that point, like, like I just like I just don't it, care. It, it, he also just point. lost the he face lost off. the face off, so it's there's no point. Yeah, it was just that was a terrible line. Um, Again, it just feels like we were trying to survive over time. Yeah, I don't this, know why. this is just like you know, listen, I Bershman even said it in, in his. Uh, well, no, he, he he explicitly said it in the press conference that he needs more from the special teams, okay? This is special teams, Yeah. okay? My advice to Dominic Ducharme, okay, is not do exactly what Claude Julien did. Yeah, because that got him fired. And now it's, that's exactly what Claude well, yeah, Julien did. Yeah, and Dom's 0-1-1 and now. And then, except all that he did was he swapped Armia for Byron, uh, Byron for Armia, which arguably Byron is probably better on there. Yeah. So like you know really the, the not the fact a, that the fact that it wasn't a Suzuki to Foley a Tafoli, a Tatar a Gallagher even like yeah. the fact that you're not putting these guys out there tells me you're not confident. Petrie being out there after having you know repeated one, horrendous pro- probably one of the worst games of his, of his like, season just horrendous plays bad decision making like that's the worst possible thing for overtime like. At, if I was being just going off of this game alone, which is the whole point of this segment anyway, the defenseman that I'm putting out on overtime first is Ben Chirot. Mm-hmm. Ben Chirot was skating. He was shooting. He can play defense. My first overtime line would have been to Foley, Suzuki, Chirot. And I yeah. guarantee you that you would have seen, first of all, right off the bat, it was like a 2-on-1. Petrie gets beat. Puck almost squirts in. We dump it down essentially then comes in again dano gets beat or army gets beat i forget who it was two on one guy just glides in beats like allen puck is trickling in no one clears the puck like just just play the game the way it's meant to be like he was uh in outer space he's completely lost his mojo and he needs to get it back because like he's again like, like he is like a norris caliber defenseman this year but, like, he's not playing like it right now because he's just lost all confidence in himself. He's the only one stopping him right now. Yeah, I, there have been so many times where he doesn't shoot when he should, when he doesn't make a pass when he should, when he doesn't skate it out when he should, when he turns it over because he's trying to, like, finesse the puck. It's just, like, not—he just needs to be better. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, beyond that, it's his—like uh, you said, his offensive upside is just not present right now. But then, like, like you were saying, like— his defensive play has been so horrendous. Why is he on the penalty kill in general? I don't understand why Petrie is on the penalty kill. He's like, not a penalty killer. I don't killer. understand that at all. I mean, like the how he took the spot of Edmonton. You know, if that Close if that's my mind. if that's a stick if that's a sticks uh, like shooting side argument, that's like that's terrible. Yeah, that, okay, that's like, like Edmonton can play on his offhand for the like, penalty yeah. kill. Okay, the guy's <laughs> a plus eighteen. Yeah. Okay, like he'll he'll be okay, but. Yeah. We really got to fear the special teams, okay? Because like our 
our power play looked better, okay? Why are you repeating the same thing? Like, we literally lost an OT the the night Claude uh, lost his job, yeah. okay? And Claude played those lines. I know. Okay, like, you gotta get past these specialties. Like, you have to learn from it. Okay, like, we lose every single the OT. The power play needs to be completely... Have we won an OT yet this year? No. I don't think we have. No, we haven't. It, they even just showed we were 0-3, we're now 0-4. We just—it's not working. Stop playing those lines. Like, I know. You have to stop you need it. To it's do literally insanity. You, you fired Kirk Muller because he was responsible for the power play. Now it's um, Alex Burrows. So, or not Alex Burrows. Uh, Alex Burrows. Yeah. Yeah, Alex Burrows. Yeah. So now it's his turn to try. Change. It, it looked up. better. It looked, it looked better. better. But it's because also if you looked at the guys who were out there, it wasn't the exact same group, but guys were in different positions. So it's it's starting. But the overtime lines, that's a head coaching decision. Yeah. You can start reverting back to you have to go with like like the actual players that are going to play three on three hockey, not the ones who can survive a three on three hockey. Yeah. Like you have to play Philip Dano, it's fine. Three on like three. you need him to take the face off, like do it. But like the idea is like I would much rather have, you know, a Nick Suzuki who's got a worse uh, face off stat than him out there knowing that he's going to be out there because he won he can play defense just as well at this point and he can also play no, offense not, yeah let's we're obviously being a little jokish there but no but like i mean like he can play defensive hawk like he's not yeah. gonna make defensive mistakes like that like he did in his rookie season yeah like i understand like Deno's like a, a top defensive center but i mean like he's not like to the point of where it's like not worth having the offense out there yeah i, I yeah i know what you mean like what, you, what you're saying is like obviously he's not like a, he's not like Deno's defensive caliber at all, but your point is is that in overtime it doesn't really matter because exactly, you need to be in their it. zone. It's not like why yeah. do you care about the guy's defensive stats in three on three hockey? Exactly, it's like a completely different of, game. If, if you have a guy like I'm, I'm trying to think just off the top of my head. Okay, some of the worst defensive metrics in the NHL: Patrick Kane. Would you want Patrick Kane on the ice for you in overtime? Of yeah. course you would, because basically what happens is yeah, you maybe have to stop them once. Everyone takes a man and skates around, but then when you get the puck, it's over with. Yeah. When Patrick Kane has the puck on his stick, like it's it's done. Like whoever he gives it to, if he doesn't shoot the puck, is scoring. Yeah, I don't get this. You know, it, it's clearly trickled down into into Ducharme's, you know, view on overtime too. But I just I really don't understand this. Like, almost... Let's just let's just survive overtime because like it just doesn't work. Because like we're zero and four now. And then even when we get to shoot out, you know, it, it, what are we waiting for? Well, that's it. And I, I almost feel like it's not even the fact that we have, like, he's making overtime lines on the spot. I feel like they practice with certain three-on-three -three lines, and they just keep them. Yeah. Because they're used to, like, be. that's, that's got to be it, because there's no other explanation. Yeah. But anyway, I, I think, like, you know, like, all Joey said, like, like it is literally one in the morning. Yeah. I think we should just... kind of go to bed. We have our full podcast tomorrow. Yeah, so. And uh, I think we'll just wrap this one up. Um, yeah, we'll take a sleep on it. I, I yeah. just, I don't think there is anything to sleep on. Like, I, I don't understand. out of a possible eight yeah. is not acceptable. There's nothing really to sleep on that. Like, I, I, you know, I think we would have had that game if those overtime lines were different. And, you know, I, I just, I don't see how Mark Bergevin is going to be happy with that decision. Yeah, and because look, credit where credit is due to Connor Hellebuck. 
Yeah. He had 40 something saves. Yeah, I, I, that was expected after his 850 exactly. against us. But that's us, exactly but... it. So you can't use that as a reason. And, like, yeah, if I'm Mark I mean, Bergeron, Allen, there, there's nothing much more Allen could have done for no, us. He there. played great. I mean, like, you know, so we have to figure out the goal scoring because, like, we can't rely on, like, piece of shit goals like Suzuki just made there to, like, make us scrape through with yeah, one goal. Just, like, just... like, we've been saying it since this drought started. It doesn't matter. You know how good our defense is playing. If we're not going to score goals, we're not going to win games. Exactly, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, the standard especially deviation, with how uh, high risk, high reward are we, we should be playing. Like, yeah, it, it it just and like the standard deviation between the best goalie in the league and the worst goalie in the league is nothing. Yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't matter if you really think about it. The best goalie is about a nine twenty. The worst goalie is about an eight ninety. Yeah, and it's all corrected for by shots against. Exactly. So so yeah. it it just anyway, it's just frustrating. But, you know, we, we had a goal for this week, and we really, didn't, really it. didn't make it. Yeah, we were down half. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll um, we'll leave it there. Um, yeah, tomorrow, we're going the long-format podcast, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll review Power this rankings game. are going to be tough again. Yeah, but at least we have a sample size. Yeah. All right. But anyway. Catch you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.